It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. And welcome to Left versus Right, Anthony Weiner, and usually Curtis Lee with today, John Katsimatidis filling in for Curtis, who is getting hopefully a little bit of sleep. And he, taking care of... <clears throat> The itch. Taking care of the itch. And uh, he has been doing a great job all year, but especially this holiday season when all of the A-team except for Curtis gets a little time off to breathe, to be with their family. The B-team, people like me, get a chance to fill in, get a chance to, to spread our wings, to learn the ropes a little bit. And John Katsimatis is here helping us out. So we ended the last hour kind of reflecting a little bit on what we liked and didn't like about the two candidates for president. And I say the two – but during the break, did John, I ever get to why I didn't like it? Well, we were doing a little bit of a, of a discussion about immigration, so I think maybe we should. You made a very good point about what you think the standard should be, and I have to tell you something. I have said this again and again that I believe that three quarters of the House and the Senate and the President and the American people agree with the basic building blocks of fixing the immigration system. People who are here that are undocumented, but they are play, they're playing by the rules. They're paying taxes. They're sending their kids to school. They're opening businesses. Anthony, you can't certify to that. Well, no, that's the thing. That if Thank you're going to you. have any system – well, you're certainly not going to round them all up. So at the very least – You're not going to round them all up. Right. Absolutely so correct. at the very least, you say, listen, if you come out of the shadows and you can show us that you've been doing all these things, you're going to get a temporary card. You're not going to go to the front of the line. You're going to go to the end of the line. You're going to pay a fee. How about if you're a criminal? Should, should we ship no. you off and sink the boat? Well, here's what the point is. The point is that once you get – once you separate out the people who we all know, they work at our neighborhood bodega, our neighborhood mechanic, we know them. We, they're in the community and they have been frozen because we don't have a legal immigration system right now. Get those people out of the showers. Then there are fewer people that we're chasing. Well, first, step one, you have to have control of the border because you'll never catch up. 100 percent. You've got to have control of the border. And I say to my friends on the left – Obviously, you can't put fences and walls everywhere. You've got the Rio Grande River. But it's not an unreasonable thing to say let's let's augment things at the border, security, hire more officers, whatever it takes. A third thing that you have to do is you have to say to employers, listen, you can't employ people who don't have this temporary worker card or don't have American citizenship. Those are, Because we have to stop people from coming over the border who think they can just wander into anywhere with a fake you're social right, security you're number. You're right 100%, but there's no way we have enough people to control that. Well – we are – if we have a lawful system for people to come in and work like we used to have, they can come in and pick strawberries and almonds and then leave. They can come in and work seasonally up in Cape Cod doing fishing and then leave. Then what we find is that the borders are not so out of control. We have a system. Right now, we don't have any of those things. And so the only way that people can come here is by abusing the asylum system. And the asylum system was meant for a boat full of people, a car full of people, someone who is on the Mario boat lift from out of, out of Cuba, for example, it, or the St. Louis coming out of Nazi Germany. That's what it was. It was not intended for a million people. So a million people a month. 
Uh, well, it's. I mean, I can give you the exact numbers. I read them during my show. How much was it? Uh, the month of uh, it is here, November. No, here's what I'll. Here, the crazy thing. Listen to this, John. The first eleven months of 2023. They haven't done December yet. Two million nine hundred fifty-three thousand six hundred seventy-six migrants crossed into the. That's the south and northern borders combined, but it's mostly the south that we know about. Right. There are seventeen. Well, some of those are actually they count people that they didn't catch, but there are seventeen states that have smaller populations than that. Basically, a, a small-sized state has come into our country. And what we started to talk about, yes, we need immigration. We had a great system back in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, where we had Ellis Island, and everybody had to come through there to make sure they don't have diseases, to make sure they want to they be Americans and be loyal to America. Et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think we should have the same system. Well, the problem is, first of all, it, it's not as recently as the 60s, but it was when people came here, came here. Well, when people came here exclusively by boat, this was a much simpler operation. Even by plane. Well, even, you have the same basic problem in that it's – look, do, you, do we still want to have an asylum program? Someone who is being, someone who is being um, 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 persecuted because they're Christian. Comes here. Uyghur Muslims who are being persecuted come here. Jews in the in time, in time of Nazi Germany come here. Of course, we still want to have an asylum program. Right now, all these people who are setting foot in the United States are eligible to ask for asylum. The problem is, but the, it's a BS asylum because on. these people have been trained while on the way into crossing the border. There's lawyers on the other side. Training them exactly what to say. We know, but they're not having even okay. hearings, John. It's four years before they have their hearing. What I'm saying to There's you— There's never a hearing because they never come back. No, listen, listen. You want, that's to, know, not you want actually, to know the truth. That's actually not true. Okay, 92% don't come back. The, most of them do come back, but it doesn't matter because it's I, five like years later. It's five years later. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ask you this. Why not? And I'm asking you as a representative of the, of the, critic, of the, the, of the criticism. We just want— Control well, hold on. of who's coming and going. I'm going to ask you a specific question. I'm going to give you an example. And I made a mistake on Fox the other day uh, that, you know, A, they, they, they opening up their jails and say, go to the United States. No, that's not true. Oh, come on. It's not happening. There's never been oh any evidence. Of, Donald Trump says that left and right. There's no evidence that oh that happened. Oh, my God, Anthony. Do your research. No, people are leaving Venezuela. other people countries. People are not leaving Venezuela because the prisons are open. Other countries that they're opening up their hospitals and saying. That's not happening, John. That you're I'm, believing, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that, John. I, the, All right, do your the, own research. He said it on your what? show. He said it on I'll your show. I'll be on next week. After you do the research. He said it on your show. I will be on your, on your no, show John, next listen. week when we do the listen, research. He said on your show that, and I went and I looked it up. Turned out he said it 13 more times. His campaign was asked. He mm-hmm. was asked, what are you talking about? No one's ever provided documentation. But you don't need to make stuff up to be bad. It's I don't want to make up anything Not up. you. Not you. Him. You don't need to Who's make him? up. Donald Trump. You don't need to make this stuff up. The real problem is right now. Is Joe Biden not making things up? Well, no. When he says that. There is no, uh, there, there, there is no uh, uh, people coming through the border. No, his administration he calls said it. That. He calls it a crisis every day. Yeah. Well, come but, on. by the way, who's who's Major, a, Mayorkas, who's his, arrested? His designee who's, says there's no, there's no crisis. The the come let on, me let me, me a break. There's definitely a crisis. Okay. Here, let me say Thank this. You. Who has arrested more people crossing over the border illegally, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden by a lot. You know why? 
Because he invited them all and we're getting millions. There's, there's more people trying. There's definitely okay. more people. Like, who's, who's held more people? Joe Biden. Look, they, they are doing the best they can. But at the certain point, if you need more money to do something, who does it? The Congress. If you need laws passed, who does it? The Congress. Don't you, I, the Republican Party is the party that says look, that the executive branch should enforce the existing laws. The asylum law is broken. And I say fix it. And that's what Joe Biden wants to do. Why won't the Republicans do it? Hey, you know who can do it? Me and you sitting in Washington could do it. Maybe that's true. Uh, let that. me, let's move on to another to another subject since we we so so carefully finished immigration. John, you have to be surprised to learn that just yesterday the FBI came out with statistics said that the, there was shocked, shocked. one of the one of the largest drops in violent crime ever from year to year happened in 2023. Good news, right? I, I always like to hear good news. Well, it's well, crime is down. The economy is humming along. Immigration, we solved the problem here. So we basically, the problems of our country are pretty much resolved right now. So if you... If, Do you believe that? I actually don't. I actually, okay, I, immigration you. is a giant problem. At least problem. you're truthful. Immigration is a giant problem for a country. It's a giant problem. But I don't believe... And listen, we, you, you want to make a list of problems? Our education system? Now, you were going to be mayor of the city of New York. Right now, right now, the truancy level... For those of you out there who doesn't know the word truancy, and don't forget English is my second language. <laughs> that means kids not showing up for school. It's 40% in New York City. I'm going to give you, hold on, let me get you. Can somebody get me some Kleenex for Anthony the Crown? <laughs> 40%. Is that true? Well, yeah. That's wild. Well, I will say this. You know, it's always it's always been here's the biggest what do we do? What do we do here's the biggest here's the biggest problem that I think that, and I don't think people acknowledge this, and maybe this is just our experience as public school kids. So my mom was a school teacher in the public school system. I'm for sure she 30, was a great, 32 great years. teacher. Right. She was there for thirty two years. She had a master's of finance, but because of her generation, she could be a secretary, a nurse, or a teacher. Horrible. Those are just but that glass ceiling benefited guys like you and me because we had the the blue haired teacher who was experienced, tough as nails. Yes. My mom did not mess. When someone comes up to me on the subway and said, "I had your mom for math," I get ready for him to punch me because she I was still, such a tough I teacher. I still remember the names of the. Uh, I went to PS one ninety two. I went to PS thirty nine, and I remember the names of some of my teachers. What was your what what junior high school did you go to? Uh, no, I ended up going to parochial school because my father. And mother. Three hierarchs? Did you go to three uh, hierarchs? No, I went to the one in the Bronx, GAI, Greek American Institute. Got it. He thought I needed a little bit of religion. <laughs> we had we had three hierarchs, Father Pappas on Avenue P. Father Pappas is still around, and he's still a, <laughs> a, a pisser. He's a good guy. Yes. He was a handful when I was the counselor oh, for that Oh, he's a very area. good, good handful. <laughs> but, but, I, but the point I'm making is that now we were very lucky because we didn't pay them very much, people like my mom. They had good benefits, had good good pension benefits, good health care, so they were well taken care yes. of. Yes. Nowadays, a young woman going into the workforce has any option that they want. Okay, so keeping someone as a teacher is very hard. So the average, my mom served thirty two years. The average today is four years for teachers. So trying to figure out a way to empower, and and I and I tell you, a lot well, of what them does are that have to do with the truancy? No, here's what I'm here's where where it comes down to, is that at the same time as we've lost those strong figures in the classroom. 
Unfortunately, the family has also frayed at the edges. You have far fewer two-parent households than you used to have. You have, And we're asking our schools to do all kinds of social work as well as everything else. We're making sure they have two square meals a day. We're making sure that they're, that they're, 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 they're not acting out. We're trying to do too much between our teachers and our cops. We're trying to ask them to solve every social ill that we have in our country. And that's a real problem. I think it starts by paying our teachers a little more. I think we've got to extend the school day. I think we keep teacher students in there longer. Anthony, one item. And talk about the schools. And we both, you, you've been around forever and you know about it. The uh, public schools, it's costing us an average of what? $26,000 per student per year. The, the uh, Catholic schools is costing them an average of 10000 a year. Uh, the the uh, that's the parochial schools. The charter schools, I don't know what it costs. About ten, eleven thousand a year. Well, it's 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 they, they have similar budgets. To the what are we schools. doing with the money? In the I mean, I would love you to go in there and take charge and, and clean out the uh, the, the education I, I, system. I don't think we're paying. Too, I don't think we're paying too little. I think whenever we're no, investing, no, I, I think that we're, they're misusing the money. Well, that that could be. Look, it's a very difficult system to manage. It's over a million kids. It's a little lower since COVID. It's over a million kids. Well, what a thousand happens, school what happens if the forty percent don't show up? Ah. Uh, I don't know how to, that. That seems like a really, really high number. If, if it's that high, we'll we have a, we, we have a real problem. But well, let me ask you this: Let me, uh, mayoral candidate, yeah. what do you think we should do? Um, I, you know, one of the items that I was uh, saying uh, because we both went to Brooklyn Tech, uh, we should teach these kids to have more vocational schools, teaching them different vocations so they can go to work after uh, high school. Right, but but the truancy is in the in the, in the youngest kids, right? I mean, th- th- those I, I are the kids. I don't know where it is. I didn't do the study. Uh, we had some professor on the other day from the Board of Education was telling us that. Yeah, I mean, look the the fact is these are very difficult challenges to solve. I agree with you. I think we need to figure out ways. I, you know, all this conversation about having smaller classrooms so kids can get more personal attention. When you and I went to school. Some of the classes were enormous. We, we, it was not uncommon for you and me to be in a 40 and 50 kid um, classroom. So I don't think it's necessarily smaller classrooms. Necessary, but I do think that you do have – the other thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that, that aspirational parents, parents with excellent students – also stay in the public school system. Things like I know we we want to spread all the all the benefits of the school system around evenly, but I do think that you should have um, special programs, magnet school programs. I was in an SP program. I don't know what it stood for. You I, were smarter than me. Well, let's. I don't. I don't know if it was such a great thing. I was such a small kid when I skipped from seventh to ninth grade. I got my butt kicked in the ninth grade. But that putting that aside, I think we have to make sure that middle class families like yours and mine were back in the day. That there's still some reason they stay in the school system, the school system that they don't go, um, that, 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 that they don't flee the system the moment they have the opportunity to. So we're talking to John Katsimatidis. This is Left versus Right. If you're looking for the dulcet tones of Curtis Lewa, he's taking at least an hour off. And we'll be right back in Left versus Right to solve the world's problems. Meal time. 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Welcome back to Left versus Right. Anthony Weiner, Curtis Leo, filling in for Curtis Leo, John Katsimatidis, giving Curtis a little time off. So our crack research staff here at Left versus Right found that statistic, and you were right. 36% of New York City students are considered truant. Now, here's the, what, the little bit of a catch in that number. It's not like they we, we only have 40% of the population of the school at any one time. And that is the number of students that missed overall 10% of the school days, which is still a lot. And they say that what happened is that when kids came back after Corona, a lot of them didn't come back. A lot of them are still sketchy about coming back. The the amount of harm that was done by the coronavirus is still being tallied in all. And by the way, I think it's also why we have so much mental health issues, so many people wandering the streets. I think that it has been, it's something that uh, I think we're going to be digging out of for a long time. Let me ask you a question, Anthony. Asylum or no asylum? Shouldn't we help the American poor first before we worry about the rest of the world? You know, it's funny how much I hear Republicans saying that nowadays. I'm not a Republican. No, no, I'm not talking talking about you. You're very very defensive, John. I'm not talking about you. How I hear Republicans saying that, and yet they're the same people that want to cut food stamps, the same people that want to cut Medicaid, the same people that want to cut the the, the Children's Health Insurance Program. Yes, I I just hope everyone is this consistent about their love for the American poor when the the immigration crisis has left. I've been helping you, the kids in the police athletic league for 40 forever, years. Forever. So I'm not yesterday. Well, let me ask you this. You know, if you would have become mayor in 2013 or if I would have become mayor, we would have had this Callahan decree also. If this, in, if this immigration problem happened to us, we would have been required to provide housing. For, we're the only city in the country that is required to provide Anthony, housing. Anthony, I don't think there's any real requirement. What do you mean? I don't think there's any real requirement. The, the Callahan decree. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was it there was, under Koch, there under uh, under Giuliani, there under Dinkins, there yeah, under Bloomberg, that, there under Blasio. Like we both agreed, that was meant for a boatload or a busload, not uh, you know, not here. Here's not the problem. A month load. Here's the problem: is that when you have a consent decree, you have the coalition for the homeless and the I would stand the up to. The, I would stand up to the judges. You know what I'll tell the judges? Yeah. Go to hell because I'm not going to do it. I know, I know. All you, right? I hear this you from, know I would do I hear that. this from Curtis. I hear this from Dominic. I you guys, would do that. You guys, you're, you're going to swear okay. in. Okay. You're going to be swearing oath that you're going to uphold the laws of the city and state of New York and yes. then you're going to break them? No, I'm not going to break them. Well, I'm just going to tell them I'm going to protect the citizens of New York. I get it, but that's, that's part, it. That's, I'm protecting the citizens of New York 
Our, our New Yorkers come first you don't before get, the people of You don't get to choose the laws. That's the laws hey, choose you. I'm just telling you what I would do. I Look, I, I think that it's very easy to say that. I'm sure Giuliani thought it. I'm sure Dinkins thought it. I'm sure that the I Blasio— I Rudy Giuliani would do the same thing. That's, he didn't. I would do the same thing. He didn't. He spent, he spent hundreds of millions of dollars in his administration housing people not, not, because, under the Callahan decree. Or not, not $10 billion. Well, no, ten billion. What are you talking about? Well, that's what uh, Mayor Adams is talking about first now. All, over the next three years, uh, first, what's over the next like, so more than five years? It's only been a billion this year. All right, I say all, argue about it's, it's a lot of money. But the point is, the law is the law. I think going into the courts and saying this shouldn't would, be the law. The, the, the truth is, I would stand up for the people, the citizens of New York. You, the citizens of New York. I understand <laughs> that. That's what you say. Well, are you that's one what of the, I would do. Are you one of Curtis and Dominic and these guys? Are I would turn the buses around. Like, what do you mean? There's no law against a bus coming to the city. I would not do it. All right, and then a let's law, move on. And then a lawsuit comes, and you, and you have to do it. Or, or and every every day, every day that you're, you're not do it, the city gets fined a million bucks. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Let's, let, you know, make my day. Oh, good grief. Next. Good grief. All right. Well, let's get, since you say next, not far from now, about a year from now, there's going to be an election. I think we both agree it's going to be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Do you agree with that, that those are the I two candidates? I think there's a good possibility it could happen. Donald Trump will be on the ballot. I think all this kerfuffle is going to pass. Joe Biden is and, good. By the way, I think Governor Newsom did the right thing in California in saying, we only got 10 months to the election. Why all this crap that they're, they're trying to pull? Uh, well, all this crap, you mean the United States Constitution? Not the, you know, absolutely not. I didn't say the United States Constitution. A bunch of a local guys, uh, you know, uh, give, give me a in, name. In Maine and in, and in Colorado, they're deciding who can be on the Do you think we should put someone on the ballot who's you not— know, let me we're ask, talking about Barney Fife and Mayberry. Let me ask you this. By the way, do you know who wrote the big study that got all this started? With two guys from the Federalist Society. These are conservatives who read the Constitution. But let me ask you a question. Go ahead. If you're not yet 35, and so you're not eligible to be the president, should you be on the ballot? No. no. If you are not a citizen of the United States, so therefore in the Constitution you're not eligible, should you be on the ballot? I, well, no. I, I can't if run. You, if you haven't, if you haven't lived in the in the country for fourteen years, like it says in the Constitution, can you be on the ballot? No. And if you've engaged in an insurrection, you can't be on the ballot. What insurrection? You mean some? If I was if I was the newspaper, or if I was the New York Times, and said, "Oh, he's guilty of an insurrection," does that make him guilty? Well, what does? What does? A conviction. No, that's not what it says in the Constitution. Oh, come on. Let Give me, me a ask break. After, after Give me a re- break. After Reconstruction, did we put all of the all of the rebels, all the Confederates on trial? No. We just said they can't be in government anymore. We didn't. The Constitution doesn't say. It doesn't say you've got to don't, be found listen, guilty. Don't give me back the Civil War, okay? Well, 14, Enough of the Civil you War. You can't do the 14th Amendment without uh, uh, the Civil War, John. Don't listen to me. Go, go take down Columbus's statue. What about Nikki Haley? How about Nikki Haley? Asked about, asked about why we had the Civil War and doesn't say slavery. I think she was wrong. Well, she I, I mean, you know, uh, that's trickery politics. And you know how I feel about trickery politics. What do you mean? You, you think it was an unfair question? No, I think it's, uh, she should have answered it instead of, uh, of, of sidelining it. Yeah, but here's her thing. She meant what she said. Do we have that cut from the first hour? Uh, Nick, let's Nick, hear it. Let's say this is Nikki Haley, but this is not Nikki Haley recently. This is Nikki Haley in 2010. So if you think if you think that she made a mistake and didn't really know what she was saying, 
Take a listen to this if, if Ava has it. It was cut number seven from the last hour. You just for a Confederate history book in this thing. Um, I mean, yes, it's part of a traditional, you know, it's part of tradition. And so when you look at that, if you have the same as you have Black History Month and you have Confederate History Month and all of those, as long as it's done where um, it is in a positive way and not in a negative way and it doesn't go to harm anyone and it goes back to where it focuses on the traditions of um, the people that are wanting to celebrate it, then I think it's fine. She was asked if they should have a Confederate History Month in 2010. This is when she's just starting out in politics. And she's very, very careful to say you can talk about the Confederate. Do you want to tear up history, but, Anthony? Oh, no, no, no. Anthony, are you one of the guys that wants to tear up history? Mm-mm. No, I, oh, I, right, I just want to check. But I want to have, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to whitewash history either. Okay. No, I don't want to you whitewash can't have history. Con- you want to history have con- is history. Right. Was it wrong? Was it right by today's standards? You know, slavery was always wrong. Right. So does that mean that we should go to down to Atlantic City, take down Caesar's statue? No, but here's what I do think. Well, was Caesar a slave owner? No, here, here's what I, well, I assume he was. Here's, okay. here's, here's, then I think that, that we should take down Caesar's here's, statue. Here's what I do. I do think that having opportunities to teach people about good and bad. Look, right by my son's school is Peter Stuyvesant, one of the worst anti-Semites there was. Now, I don't think you should take down the statue, but I also don't think it's wrong to add a plaque that says one of the worst anti-Semites ever. <laughs> you know? But what she was saying there, the reason I wanted to play that cut from 2010, not the one from 2023, is politicians in that part of the world, when they say, well, we should have Confederate History Month but not talk about the bad things. What, what part of the world? South Carolina. Oh, it's a different part of the world? South Carolina. It's not part of the United States? It ain't New York. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Don't don't try to drive through Georgia either. No, what I'm saying is that if if she wants to get elected in South Carolina, she's got to act like there you can teach teach Confederate history, and I'm making air quotes, without talking about the bad things. That's not exactly an easy thing to do. But the point that I'm making is there is a big part of the Republican base in the South that wants to make this a story that's not black and white, no pun intended, about slavery. They want to make it about states' rights. They want to make it about independent rights. No, it was about slavery, and Nikki Haley, I think, revealed a little bit about her pedigree of being from someone in South Carolina. Hey, the South Carolina, the very first article in their, in their secession uh, articles says listen, we're, we're leaving because of slavery. I, listen, politicians do what they have to do sometimes, and I understand that. And I... I don't disrespect them for it, but I thought that Nikki Haley uh, should not – she should have just come out and just said slavery was wrong. What? Yes. That's it. That's I right. Mean, plain and simple. Slavery but was you wrong. But so, she gets so used to talking about it in a certain way for domestic consumption in South Carolina. I think she got tied up. But I still <coughs> think – I think – Now, do you think uh, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who the Jewish people love, was right or wrong – of sending away that uh, that ship. Listen, he he turned his back on the St. Louis. Not only that, he turned I mean, was his back. Was he right or wrong? Why, in, why in, in, here, I'm going to explain. In Yad Vashem, in the museum, the Holocaust Memorial Museum in in Israel, they have the teletype dispatch of his Secretary of State asking for permission to to for the, for our military just to bomb the tracks leading to the camps, not to engage in full out war, just bomb the tracks. And FDR said no to that. There, look, I believe in the fullness of history. Now, if someone lives in a town, I mean, I think it's outrageous, frankly, to have a military base that has a name or a statue for someone who wanted to break up our country. That's, I think, outrageous. I think they should get rid of those.
Well, you know, because I mean, the whole thing about the military is is your, you take a pledge is, to the United States. The truth is, I've never thought about that, and the truth is that uh, he, he, you know, change. I don't think we want to change history, but in today's world, if we didn't want to have it. Uh, uh, under a Confederate soldier's name, I think you're probably right. And there's other, look, I think well, it's perfectly but fine. But you need common sense. No, I get that. But listen, I'm sure somewhere out there in the world was a Bill Cosby High School or a Bill Cosby Junior High School. It used to be. That's what I'm saying. Don't so, forget, anyway, Bill Cosby, we knew him very well. You know why? Uh, when we went into the corporate jet business. Ah. Uh, we operate, there's the second jet we got to operate for was Bill Cosby's jet. That's wild. But isn't that's kind of an example, right? Someone who we found out later on did terrible things. We said, we don't want his name over a school. So I'm fine with a local community making a decision Wait a for second. themselves. Wait a second. Men do stupid things. No, I get that. But okay. that doesn't mean we have, to, we have to keep their name on a high school. No. <laughs> and yeah, by the way, the first letter I Does got— Does he get a refund too? The first letter I got when I had my scandal was from my college, Plattsburgh State University— we want to tell you we've removed you from this ring of honor at Plattsburgh State. So no, don't tell anyone that you're on the ring of honor of Plattsburgh State. I'm like, I didn't even know I was in the ring of honor of Plattsburgh State. But putting that aside, when we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up a little bit with a little, with a little more of 2024 predictions. It's John Katsimatidis in for Curtis Lee where this is Left versus Right. So great to have you aboard, and we'll see you on the other side. Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Welcome back to Left versus Right. Anthony Weiner, usually with Curtis Lee. We're filling in for Curtis. John Katsimatidis. We have covered a lot of ground. We covered the economy. We covered immigration. We covered education. We talked briefly about what the world would have been like if, if he and I won our respective nominations for mayor in 2013. You know, John, one of the things that you say on your top-rated show, Katz and Cosby, Every once in a while, the subject of January 6th comes up, and you kind of say quietly and mysteriously, I will never know what really happened that day. What do you mean by that? Well, Anthony, if you check out my reputation, if you check out my statistics for a few years, not just one year, not just one month, I tend to be more right than wrong. Uh, January 6th was a day that, it shouldn't have happened the way it happened. 
but there was peculiarities that the American people don't know about. Somebody opened up the doors at the Capitol. There's videos of that, and for many a days, those videos were hidden. Among, among the crowd, there was many, many in, embedded federal agencies, federal agents. Who? Look, the federal government knows. And one of the situations is when, if President Trump becomes president, they could, you know, they, they can uh, uh, come back with those, uh, those tapes and they can zero in on those faces. And, you know, we know a little bit about facial recognition equipment, don't we, Anthony? Well, it's funny that you mention that because the new Speaker of the House, well, the old one knows, but the new Speaker of the House announced that they are going to release the tapes of what happened on January 6th. Fine. Look, and wait all a I'm interested in, I just, just, just straighten it out, all I'm interested in is the truth. That's all I care. And the American people deserve the truth. Well, in that Why case— Why did Nancy Pelosi turn down 10,000 uh, soldiers— to protect, she doesn't the, have the authority over over the uh, but, but, of the but, National Guard. No, but, but she did ask the administration. They said no. Absolutely not. It's on video. Absolutely, it's not. on video. You check it out. It's on video. Oh wait, but but I'll let get me you the proof. But let me ask you. But let me, let me ask you now. First of all, one thousand two hundred thirty-seven defendants have been charged. One hundred forty police officers were assaulted that day. 444 defendants were charged with assaulting or resisting, including 120 have been charged with using deadly weapon against a police officer. I thought the Republican Party was the pro-police party. Mr. Weiner, You can call me Anthony, John. Anthony, <laughs> this time I'll call you Mr. Weiner. Let's let, let the investigation feel, fully get completed, and someday you're going to say to me, you know what you're going to say to me someday? John, you were right. Well, why, why we have to move on. Let's move on to the next subject. Okay, fair enough. And I'm telling you, there's we, a lot of stuff that went on that the American people don't know. Well, those doors were opened, and and they were those, some of those people were before saying, Come after, on in. before after the police were assaulted. I give me a break now, Anthony. Give me a police being assaulted. Give me a break. And how about the woman? That, 140 police officers. Oh, come on, give me a break. You know, you want to believe those statistics. You this is, no, these are the trials. Okay. Including people that admitted it. All right. Fine. All right. So that was just so – I, I, here's the thing. I have I to get – I don't think you know the truth. I Okay. My well, opinion. I think in our it's country – It's just my opinion. I think in our, in our country we have one way when it comes to crimes of determining the truth. Okay. And that is the criminal justice system, right? Okay. Donald do you Trump – Do you think the criminal justice system – has been a little bit astray lately? It has been. Our system A is, little bit astray, man. No, here's Tell what, the truth. Here's, Tell what the I, here's what I would say. Our system is the worst in the world except compared to every other one. If we are going to say. I will go along with that. If we are going to say. we're trying to compete with the, uh, with the, with the bad ones. If we're going to say I only like outcomes where my team does okay, that's a Listen, I am sitting in front of you as someone who did the time, who accepted responsibility, who was charged for something no one else had ever been charged for, who was charged in, in the Trump administration. I'm not running around saying the criminal justice system is broken because I did something wrong. And so suddenly 
the other guy did something wrong, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this criminal justice system doesn't work. I mean, I just don't believe right. in that. Let's move on, and I'll agree with you that someday we will find out the truth. I'll either apologize to you no, or you're going to apologize the, to me. The, One la- the last thing I want is an apology. What I want is our country to be healthy. Let me ask you this question. I agree 100%. You're a, you're a guy who's involved in a lot of different kinds of businesses. You came out of Brooklyn Tech. You're in the aviation business. You, you wrote an, an, an amazing, amazing book about it that, um, that, that is, is, is still available if people want to get. John talks about if you, too, want to make a few shekels in the world, some things that you can do. Are you one of these people that's all up in arms and nervous about AI? Or do you think this is much ado about nothing, kind of like the Y2K scare of years ago? I think it's uh, the AI doesn't really exist as far let's look let's put make it straight ai is a fancy name that they're trying people are trying to sell stock on because there's no such thing as artificial intelligence it's it's it, you take a program you take programs and it, the, the the ai is only as smart as the programmer that programmed it and the directions that it has given the computer program. But let me ask you a specific, a specific use that some people have gotten in trouble for already. We have a great news department here. It's one of the things that you know we talk about. We have opinions during the hour. Then at the top of the hour, we get the straight facts. What if AI, you can say, AI, give me two paragraphs about the news of the day and put it in the voice of a... Of of of, uh, of of Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, perfect example. Now the technology exists for this system, just like Google, to generate that. Do you, you can- know about the big lawsuit? The New York Times uh, last week sued Microsoft because in the big search, in other words, when you ask the computer to do that, and the Microsoft computer goes in there and searches. Every New York Times article, every Wall Street Journal article, everything, and, and, and puts it together. Well, look what happened to our other uh, uh, friend. Michael uh, Cohen. Michael Cohen today. It's all BS. It doesn't – it's only – the AI is only as smart as the computer program – but it's going to get pretty good. And what the New York Times was saying is, listen, we but hire- there's no intelligence in, in the AI. You know, people are trying to insinuate, oh, it's it's a brain. Right. It's creating. All, all it is doing is scrubbing the internet it's for a whole- taking Google.com and re-scrubbing it. But that's a classic example. But the New York Times is saying- And look, you, know, you know how many billions of dollars have been invested in AI because these, these people that- in the investors that are being taken advantage of, they say, oh, my God, AI, right. the stock is only it's $20. Become, yeah, it's yeah. going to go to 2000 It's become a catchphrase. But I will say, though, in some industries, like, for example, we've been using some version of AI with these little chat bots on, our, on, on, on websites for a while now. The New York Times is making the argument, and maybe Noam Layton would make the same argument, says, listen – we're working hard. We're doing the job of reporters. We're getting all the information. We're putting these stories on the internet, and then you're scrubbing it and using it as if it's yours. But, but, if, but if Microsoft is using the New York Times information without permission, 
then New York Times is right. Well, that's what's happening. These AI engines that are being done are scrubbing everything on the internet. Now, if you get it from the the, the Jamaica News, <laughs> nobody, you know, Jamaica well, News is not going to sue Microsoft. Wait a minute, but the point is they should have a right to be compensated for that, don't you mean, think? By the way, it doesn't mean the Jamaica News is telling the truth. So how do you get to the truth? And that's my other problem right. with AI, right. that they create their own truths. Well, I agree. Or if there's a bias implicit in the data, it's going to be garbage in, garbage out. I agree with that. That's a real problem. But I could see if you're a small-time radio station out there in the hinterlands, you saying, listen, we want – we can't afford to have someone as smart, as brilliant, as good-looking as Anthony Weiner on the air. So what we're going to do is feed all of his programs into, into a, a search no, engine. Normally, they were, they were applying to Reuters. Right. Reuters Perfect service, example. Associated Press. U- UPI, exactly. UPI. But not anymore. They don't have yeah, to. But now they want to do it by computer, and it, it, it's, they, it doesn't look like it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, so all of you that invested zillions of dollars in AI, watch your behind. Yeah, but don't You're in trouble. Yeah, but don't bet against technology. I'm not, I'm not betting against. No, I, I mean it could it could be that it could be this is much ado about not very much right now. But I think look here's what I, I'm reminded of. Do you remember the Y2K scare? Everyone on the I was sun. in Puerto Rico. I remember exactly where I was, waiting for the world to come to an end. I was in Belize, actually, weirdly, but. But remember how people, the consultants making money off Y2K, people coming up with software fixes, people closing it down their business. It was all much ado about absolutely nothing. That's what AI reminds me of right now. It's similar, but this is even worse. They're cr- trying to create a new thing to get a uh, to, to get excited about. Exactly. So we'll be back to wrap up Left versus Right. It's John Katsimatidis making a special appearance in place of Curtis Lewa, who's resting his pipes. I'm Anthony Weiner. We'll be right back with some predictions for 2024. Left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. So welcome back to Left versus Right, Curtis Lewa. I want to say to him publicly what I've said to him privately and wish him a happy new year. He is resting his pipes after doing approximately 72 of the last 75 hours. John Katzmatidis is sitting in. Always broadcasting Curtis. Always broadcasting Curtis. And also this week, always always uh, broadcasting Carter. Dominic Carter was on a ton. He was filling in a lot. And, of course, you were See, popping yeah, yeah, in. You, you, you have a good chance if your last name starts with a C. That's exactly. It's, it's not going to be always broadcasting Wiener just because it's too complicated. And I want to say that uh, uh, Ava on the board, Christian taking calls, Kevin has been amazing. Just I'm really grateful for the great crew around here. So let's do a quick round of – well, let's do the one big prediction. Let's start with the presidency. But I'm also curious whether you think that maybe – the Republicans, after having a really rough year, maybe they lose the House in 2024. But it's going to be it's going to be Trump versus 
Biden. We've seen it once. Does the round two work out the same way? What do you think? Uh, I think there's a good chance there's going to be Trump versus Biden. But I predicted already that Biden will get the nomination. But I predicted also that Biden will give up the nomination. And the new nominee of the Democratic Party uh, is going to be picked by the Democratic governors uh, people, the Democratic governors, the uh, the Democratic National Committee. And what's the rules? And also uh, – That's the problem. The problem is every is state has a different way – No, no, no. I'm talking about the convention. Well, it doesn't – the convention is largely uh, – And if they pick Newsom, Anthony, if they pick Newsom, then that's an excuse to throw off – uh, uh, the vice president because you can't have two candidates from the same state. Yeah, the problem is... So Newsom then picks up his choice and tell me who his choice is going to be. Well, hold on a second. First of all... Did I confuse you? No, it's just you... Spun right, just, you're just checking. I'm just... Make sure I didn't confuse I'm you. still catching up. You're on the third... Je- you're in the... Th- you're playing nine-dimensional chess here and I'm playing checkers. Look... I used to watch Star Trek. First of all... First of all... I don't think it works the way you think it works. All 50 states fill vacancies a different way. No, I don't, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Do your homework. You're talking do about – Do your homework. You're, once the, once the uh, uh, Joe Biden is nominated for president of the United States of America and then he resigns – No, no. And then well, – one second. When? You have to say when though. Well, three months later. Two months later. Well, two months later is later. after the convention. Yes. We once that and there's no convent. Then all fifty states have right, different well, ways to do, fill vacancies. All I'm saying, you, this is the way I was told, and I've checked it, and it's correct. I've checked it with legal sources. Okay, what do you think happens? That, that who do you think the, gathers the, the to Democratic decide? governors? They pick them. The Democratic governors, a combination of the Democratic governors, the Democratic National Committee, and um, uh, <coughs> the Democratic senators. Uh-huh. And let's say they picked Newsom. Got it. So you think then that- what's her name is Harris is going to be out because you can't have the president and the vice president from the same state. Is that true? That's so, in the law? Yes. I didn't know that. That's it's in the a, Constitution? Constitution. Yeah. Well, so then uh, if she's out, <laughs> Newsom gets crazy. to pick his own vice president. But why do you think this happens? What you think Joe Biden? Why do you think he? What, why would he? That's what I've been told. Is gonna. That's the game plan. Yeah, you asked me my opinion. Okay, I gave you my opinion. Well, you believe that happened? And I heard it from. So you don't believe it's I going wrote, to be on November, November fifth or whatever it is. You don't think it's going to be Trump? Be you, did, does Trump make it to the starting line? Maybe not. Wait, what? Are you predicting? You waited to the very end of the show to do this. So you think well, there's a there's chance? Got to be a reason for next week. You, <laughs> you think there's a chance it won't be Trump v. Biden? It won't be our choice. We'll have some other choice. It's a good chance. I will eat this microphone if it's not that. It's going to be. We don't like it. Here's, you know why? We I, make, I will provide either the ketchup <laughs> or are, the mustard. You don't. Here's what I will say is that every year we have the same conversation. Candidates that are low in the polls, who's going to hop in the race or who's going to replace them? It's always these. It's going to be these two. We don't like it. It's going to be All these right. two. I've heard and, your opinion. And, here's and what you I heard mine. I, and it, let me it, tell you something. I am worried about President Trump because. The Democrats, there's no way they'll allow him to become president. What do you mean they? You mean us? Yes. It's 80 million people voted against him last time. Yes. 81 million people. Yes. Look, the, no, the guy has not won an election, including 2016. He hasn't won the popular vote at all. And the Republicans have lost every year since then. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Boom. Wait, can we play the song, 
Kesara, whatever will be, will be. All right? Give me Kesara. Well, while, while she's queuing it up, John, I want to wish you and your family and all of our listeners a very sweet and happy new year. Uh, when I make my gratitude list, on it is you and your family. On it is all the listeners to the middle and to the left versus right. And I want to thank you and also to Christian, Ava, and to Kevin, and to, and to Matt Meany, and to Chad Lopez, and to Emily and the crew here. And to our good friend, Curtis Lewa, hope everyone has a healthy and happy new year. Thank you. And I, I uh, second your uh, emotion uh, to all those people. They're all great people. And uh, I want to tell you, I enjoyed working with you. This was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, we played ping pong well together. This was a now lot of fun. Now we can sing. Well, there you go. Why did you do the singing? Or I go. When I was just a little girl, I asked Please join us next week. Another I episode of Left vs. Right. This is Anthony Weiner and John Katsimatidis wishing you and yours a sweet new year and K Sarah Sarah. Happy New Year. <laughs>